get a one personal space, two personal space, three. Hey, hello, listeners. This is just a quick disclaimer for this week's episode. As anyone that's listened to the show before knows, uh, there can be some adult language, and anyone that's listening for the first time, please keep that in mind. Uh, we tend to be ourselves and not filter, so occasionally a bad word might come out. If you have any children in the room, please put on some headphones or have them put on some headphones. Thank you. You're listening to the IDP Guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. Hey, welcome back. We are the IDP Guys, and this is episode 93. I'm joined today with Johnny. Hey, Sean, what's going on? And I am Nathan. So uh, thank you for joining us. And um, let's get right into the question of the day. Uh, What's the biggest fantasy surprise you've had so far this year? Sean? Lamar Jackson. Yeah? I think so, yeah. I mean, we saw some of this at Louisville. You didn't think he could transfer over? No, I thought he could. And then... I was very discouraged last year, and then I was hoping he'd take a step forward this year, but I was not expecting this big of a step forward. Yeah, this is like a leap forward. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the NFL right now, uh, but, I mean, that's, I guess, just one of many. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's definitely the Shaq Barrett, Whitney Merciless thing. I did the math today. Uh, Barrett's on pace for 43 sacks mm. and Whitney Merciless is on pace for 27 sacks. If that happens, I, I'm probably just going to retire because mm. uh, because I'm going to die. I'm going to die on that hill. The, uh, t- you know, consistent floor tackle over Boomer Bust Hill. And so far, Boomer Bust is whooping my ass. Um, not great. Uh, also, Dak Prescott looking really good, although we play a real team this week. Um, and Dalvin Cook looks uh, great. Dalvin yeah. Cook is great. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, biggest fantasy surprise for me so far is the amount of people just not believe, not understanding that it takes a little time to get into the season to get uh, certain players uh, to open up. Like oh, yeah. J.J. Watt just had a good game. Right. Which it's you know week three. So how many how many people got him up off the waiver wire uh, going into this game? Yeah, we've been talking people down in the uh, in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. You should never be dropping JJ Watt or Frank Clark or Aaron Donald or any of those guys ever for any reason. Nope. Yeah, nope. exactly. This week's news. All righty. News and notes. Not quite as extensive as last week, but uh, a little a little worse. Um, We'll start with the the big one. Keanu Neal out for the year again. Ooh, yeah. Okay, Okay, hold on. You're starting with Keanu Neal over Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu is more important. (laughs) Kill me. 
<laughs> it's IDP guys. <laughs> I know it's the one Oh one. It's the one Oh one. We'll get there. You second. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a bummer about Keanu Neal. I'm a big fan of his and that's just like, it's tough seeing this two years in a row. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton of shares of them, but unfortunately the league that I do have a share of him and is also the one where I drafted Telvin Smith who retired. Mm. So mm. we're looking, <laughs> we're looking kind of rough over there. Uh, luckily I got, uh, my offense making up for it. Yeah, no, not not great. Um, he actually dropped in a few leagues this year. I think you know it could have been just because uh people worried about the injury or they sorted based on stats that didn't exist last year, something like that. But I ended up with him in more than a few places, so this is not ideal. We'll get into what the replacement situation looks like a little bit later. Um, yeah, so that leads us to Saquon out four to eight weeks. Um. It looked worse when I saw the play. It looked like maybe a season ender. So this is semi-decent news. Uh, how much does this hurt you guys? I have so much Saquon. I I have like paid the farm to get him everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, this is pretty devastating. Um, I think out of 11 leagues, I got six Saquon shares. Oh my God. That is a lot. Yeah. It is. Um do you have Gallman in all teams, those? I don't. That's the problem is uh, I have Gallman in a few leagues. None of them are the ones that I have Saquon in because uh, basically you try and trade for Barkley's handcuff and someone tries to charge you up the ass for it. And mm. I don't know, I guess it would have worked out here, but I'm not given a, I'm not given an early third, late second for Wayne Gallman, who I might use for a couple of games every few years. Mm. Yeah. I've got Saquon in one spot. That's the only place I was able to get him. I got the 101 this year, one one redraft league, and uh, that's all I've been able to do to get Saquon. Yeah, yeah, same. I don't have him anywhere, like, dynasty-wise or whatever. And in all the redrafts, I got stuck at, like, the 106, 107. Ooh. So I've got Devontae Adams everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, I've got him. Yikes. Yeah, I... uh I was very lucky that somebody denied one of my trades for Saquon like this past week. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So, and it was a, it was a pretty substantial offer too. Well, yeah. Would you, I mean, just for shits and giggles, would you float out there for it? So I had decent depth at running back, but what I really wanted to do was try and get out from under some of the uh, running backs that I think could be victims of the 2020 class. So I basically offered Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones, James Conner, and uh, Brandon Cooks in a first-round pick. Oh, my God. That's wow. actually a pretty decent package. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely overpaying, but that's what I'm willing to do to get Saquon Barkley. Um, and I was basically sitting on it where I was like, yeah, okay, so I got a couple other running backs that will be coming back soon. I got Tevin Coleman. In the meantime, I got Carlos Hyde and some of the other back-end running backs. And it was just like, yeah, I can survive for a couple of weeks till I get some guys back. And then mm. – um, I'd rather have Saquon, who I know is going to be a legit starter for the next four or five years, barring right. injury. <laughs> um, so yeah. do you yeah. want to hear what went through the IDP guys offense defense league, uh, the listener league for Saquon? Yeah. Uh, in redraft, redraft or uh, redraft? Okay. What was it? Austin Eckler, Julian Edelman for Saquon. That's it? That's it. That's atrocious. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, uh, 
oh man, I want the Saquon side of that. So yeah, dude, I would sit on him for eight weeks and just deal with it for that price. No problem. Like right now. (laughs) Yep. Yikes. Uh, all right. Um, Sean, I will get, we'll get into this in, uh, offensive waivers, but real quick, Wayne Gallman, how much are you spending fab wise and stuff like that? I mean, it, it really depends, uh, what your running back situation looks like. I like Gallman's the type of person where in redraft, I would already want him rostered. Um, I don't like to spend big waiver wire budgets like this on players like this because like the way that people view it is that the backup to Saquon is somehow more valuable than, you know, like the backup to Mixon, like a Gio Bernard or something like that, or some like people just view it as, oh, Saquon's backup is more valuable than somebody else's backup because it's Saquon. But nope. Wayne Gallman is not going to step in and be Saquon Barkley. And that offense is not going to run through Gallman the way that it ran through Barkley. Um, So he won't be getting the same volume. He won't be at the same efficiency. Um, Obviously, if you can get him at a reasonable price, great. But um, I tend to target the cheaper backup running backs that become starters. Whereas Gallman is not going to be cheap because somebody is going to believe that they can get not Barkley level production, but like, really good production out of a backup running back. And I actually do think Wayne Gallman's decent at what he does. Mm-hmm. All righty. <clears throat> so since last week, as the world turns, Antonio Brown edition is uh, maybe, maybe over. Um, we'll see. So uh, we had a group text going a week or two ago when AB went to the Patriots and a lot of our friends from around here were freaking out saying, yeah, the rich get richer and the Patriots are going to murder everyone now. And um, I was like, just relax. He's insane. He's going to do something stupid and he'll be gone. And here we are. He's done something stupid and he's gone. Um, Yeah, I mean, do we think he even gets another shot at football? I don't think so. You don't think anyone pulls the trigger? Washington. <laughs> no. I, that's a, Well, and that's what we were talking about. Washington is really the only team that has such bad PR that they have nothing left to lose, you know, yeah. like between their team name and Ruben Foster and right. Adrian Peterson and just all the people they've collected over the years. It's just like, yeah, they don't give a fuck. Like, they're like, yeah, everybody's going to hate us. Like PR is going to be bad and it, like, it can't get much worse. And so that's really the only team I could think of, but like, he's not, why would they pay up for him? He's not going to immediately bring him. Like he's not a young building block. He's not somebody that's going to bring him a championship. He's why would he want to go to a crappy team that is not going to get him a championship? Three, three weeks from now when he doesn't have a paycheck and his mortgage is due. I mean, he's got so much money. Right. Does he though? You read that sports illustrated article. It sounds like he spends like an idiot and has nothing saved. No, it sounds like he, doesn't spend anything and just like pretends like he's going to spend like an idiot. I don't know though. He's got, he's got cars and jewelry and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't think anyone will take a chance on him. I don't think the owners will let him back in. That would be my guess. Yeah. And uh, the NFL still hasn't finished their investigation yet. So right. So, all right. How about this? How about if they finish their investigation and they choose not to suspend, do you think he gets like a chance then? No. I, I honestly don't think he'll get another chance in the NFL. All right. I don't think Miami would 
rent him for the year? No, they're tanking on purpose. All right. To, to give you an idea, I saw a lot of trades going through. Uh, like Ryan McDowell put out a tweet of basically what people were getting for Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it. And I was like, man, I sold him so much cheaper than that. It was like, I took literally whatever offer people would give me because it's like, I don't expect him to ever play another down. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be something else next week. It, it's, Lions it's are been... making a, uh, a playoff push. So, yeah, we'll take them. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, all right. So tackle Charlton also released by the Cowboys goes to Miami and immediately sacks Dak Prescott. So that, that was interesting. Um, but, uh, he's not really IDP relevant unless you're truly desperate. So what, what do you think? Like, even, if, I, even if you're truly desperate, he's not relevant. Yeah. You think so? Cause I, I've got him in one league that I was honestly probably going to drop him in. But now he's got like that sack, and I'm wondering if this is the week to shop him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now's the time, if any. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're gonna have him. Like, if, if what you would can you call take? this a, anything, literally. So, say fourth, fifth round pick. Sure, I'll take a fourth. Yeah, mm-hmm. see what you can get. Um, yep. So, uh, did you guys get any more info on the Ty Hilton injury? I just saw it was like a quad. And uh, I didn't see any kind of timetable on it. Uh, no, I haven't seen anything Space. from T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Did you know that he was injured? Did you not know that? No, I did. I just oh. lost you guys for a second. Oh, I was trying, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was trying, trying to not say anything about it so that you guys wouldn't bring it up. But yeah, I lost, uh, lost you guys for a second. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Uh, no, I knew T.Y. Hilton was injured and uh, it... Seems like it's short term, but right. I we don't know. For we we sure. yeah, we'd know if it was bad. Um, basically. So, how about those Colts? By the way, um, they're a couple missed Vinatieri field goals away from being three and zero. Wow. Yeah, I know. Crazy, crazy yeah. year so far. Um. All right. So we'll keep an eye on that. Edelman got an injury as well, but um, from what I heard last night, they had. Brady on the radio, and he was saying it's not bad. So, week or two, tops. Mm. Uh, Michael Crabtree cut by the Cardinals. Any chance he goes somewhere else, or is this it for Mr. Crabtree? He might go somewhere else. He'll be stints like this for the rest of his career, though. He was just not effective um, two years ago, or I guess a year ago. Yeah. Um, Last year he, was when I remember I was, <clears throat> he, I, he, I was big on him when he went to the Ravens, and then he didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think the the fact that he's cut already doesn't say great things, but he'll get brought in somewhere where they just need some veteran help or whatever, but he's never going to be fantasy relevant again. Okay, dokie. Uh all right, so it's Freddy Kitchens, right? Yep. Okay. Won't give up play calling or selling bait on weekends. He he needs he really needs to give up the play calling. I feel like if you call a draw play on fourth and nine, mm. you lose you lose the privilege. Right, and I mean you've got all this talent there. How are you not scoring more points? How are you not? I mean the offensive line's part of it, right? They're they're not looking too hot so far. No, but it's it's that the route combinations look bad. Baker doesn't look comfortable in the pocket, even when it's clean. 
He's panicking and rolling out too quickly. He looks like he's having trouble reading the defense, which is something I have never seen from him before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're running Chubb out of the shotgun constantly, which is not the best way to utilize him. It's just, and the play calling, like all of it on top of each other, just all, everything is bad. And like, it, they don't look like they have the same swagger that they had last year. And like, I know that's on cliche, but they don't look confident in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I saw, so on that Monday night game or Sunday night game, yeah. um, I saw a lot of uh, Brown's Twitter just kind of giving up saying, oh, this is it. This is, I mean, it's week three, like, and the AFC is not loaded at all besides like the top two teams. Uh, they can get a wild card. They can come back. Um, it's not over yet. They do need to make some changes though. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Um, I got to meet up with Trader Joe who's a Browns fan. And mm. We watched that game at the three monkeys in uh, Manhattan and uh, I got toasted. Nice. He's the, uh, he's the second biggest Browns fan at, uh, at our website. Are you the first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Um, alrighty. Speaking of terrible AFC teams, uh, the Jets and Sam Darnold will be back week five after their bye week. Um, do we think that they can turn it around? Cause they actually have one of the easiest schedules rest of season. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, they I get, don't think so. So they get Mosley back. They get Darnold back. Um, this maybe makes bell a little better now that they just can't stack the box or whatever. So what I've seen from bell is exactly what we talked about at the beginning of the year in terms of what concerned me. Uh, and it, has always been that bell thrives on like the cliche levy on bell patient running style. And that works when you have a really good offensive line, when you don't, you're not being patient, you're being tentative. And that's really like the fine line is just whether you have an offensive line that can give you enough time to be patient. If you're still being patient when you don't have enough time, you're being tentative and he's tentative right now. Um, beyond that, I don't think they really have, many offensive weapons like they got Jamison Crowder, uh Robbie Anderson. I think Amun was injured, isn't he? Um yeah. And uh Herndon comes back week five also. And I don't think Herndon is all that good. Jamison Crowder I think is good at what he does, but you can't really run an offense through him, which we saw week one. Uh great for fantasy, but like 14 receptions for 99 yards is not going to get the job done from an NFL perspective. And then CJ Mosley coming back is great, but linebackers, while they're great for IDP, are not, um, they're not impact positions typically. Inside linebackers are not impact positions on NFL defenses typically. Right, right. So here's what I'm saying. I, I agree. Bell, the, uh, the, the patient running, whatever you want to call it, not ideal. But right now with Luke Falk back there, it doesn't matter who the running back is. You're going to stack the box and make Luke Falk beat you. <laughs> if it's Darnold, yeah, that it, that, yeah, he's fucking terrible. There you go. So with Darnold, at least there's some threat of a downfield passing. And I feel like that opens up bell just a little bit more than we're seeing right now. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd have to uh, take a look at what bells box scores were from uh, the first two weeks, but uh, uh, not great. He got saved on week one with a catch and a two point conversion, a uh, touchdown catch and a two point conversion. And he shit the bed week two. Um, yeah, I don't know what he did week three. I just think that that's part of the problem is that he just doesn't have the same offensive line he had in Pittsburgh. And while he can be top 
three to five running back in the NFL when he has a good offensive line because he knows how to make the most of that and knows how to manipulate it. Like it's not the same when you don't have the same offensive line, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing. This is just confirmation to what everyone was saying going into this year. Yeah. I don't know. I I still wouldn't be surprised if they turned it around, ended up doing okay the rest of the year. We'll oh, see. they could. We'll it's, see. it's week three. Right. Literally right. anything could happen. Right. And everyone that's shoveling dirt on all these things, it's too goddamn early. It's, it's just too early. Tom Brady yeah, could have gotten mono maybe. It's more when like bad teams you think are going to be bad look bad, then you're like, okay, they're probably bad. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, right, right. Um, all right. Speaking of bad, Cam Newton out week four definitely, and out perhaps up to a month or two with a Liz Frank injury. Ooh, I had to look this up. This could be really bad. Yes. Yeah. No, this is something that we've dealt with before. Um, this is what Marquise Brown came back from appear what appears to be successfully uh this is what uh, amir abdullah did not come back from mm-hmm. successfully there are few cases of people having this injury and coming back and being as explosive as they used to the good news is for cam he's not running the ball much anymore anyway and it really just affects your agility and your side and your explosiveness mm-hmm. um so if it's list frank he's just not going to be an explosive runner anymore likely uh, and he was always more of a powerful runner than he was an explosive one anyway. But the question is, if Kyle Allen plays well, do the Panthers even want Cam Newton to come back? He's looked bad. Right. And like, that's a ridiculous conversation to have. We had it on F3 earlier tonight too, but it's just like, I mean, at what point is Cam just not good anymore? I mean, it is what it is, man. Like Allen had, Four touchdowns in 200-something yards. I had it written down down here. Um, yeah, the whole offense opened up. Right, play, exactly. And, and CMC all of a sudden becomes not their only weapon when you can throw it downfield. Um, mm-hmm. And when CMC is not your only weapon, CMC had a killer game. Oh, yeah. It, he went absolutely crazy, yeah. Did you tell anyone to start him? Yeah, yeah. I almost sat him. I almost sat him this week. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, all righty. So, Todd Gurley is, quote, not on load management, unquote. Um, whatever that means. Uh, it's bullshit is what that means. Um, like, he's on load management. They're not giving him 20 to 25 carries a game anymore. They're not right. doing that. And that was something that they were willing to do previously. They're not anymore for a wide variety of reasons. A, the knee. B, longevity which they have them wrapped up in contract they want to get the most out of it mm-hmm. see it's just not good business to do that in the first place like statistics have proven that we've seen it over the years there's a reason that teams are moving to running back by committee and it just seems like the rams finally woke up to that after news of the knee arthritis so um he is on workload management right uh, by default because they're I mean, I guess they didn't even really run uh, Malcolm Brown all that much this past week. They just didn't run the football that much. So mm-hmm. um, I guess like week, next week we'll take a look at it. But they've been using Brown like a good amount. And Brown Gurley is a better running back than Brown. So if you're not limiting his workload, then Brown shouldn't be touching the ball at all, you know. Mm. But they are. And whether or not that's just a natural uh like a natural effect of moving to running back by committee or whether they're limiting it beyond that it's semantics, you know, it's all the same. They're not giving him as many carries as they used to. 
and they don't intend to. Yep. Uh, okay, so Eagles have some injury issues. Uh, for this week, though, it looks like Alshon Jeffrey and Dallas Goddard are expected to play. Um, while Aguilar, um, he will play as well. But uh, did you guys see the thing with him? We're gonna we're gonna play it right here. So this is let me set up the background here. This is a a guy that him and another neighbor in Philadelphia rescued some kids in a burning building. And they were throwing these kids out the window and they were catching him. And he was interviewed by local news. And this is what he had to say. I seen a guy hanging out the window, you know, screaming that his kids was in there and things like that. So I, I ran to the back door, see if it was open. And it was. I ran upstairs, reading the smoke back downstairs. By that time, man, that truck was pulling up. And ironically, me and my, one of my, ex, my old co workers took the ladder off the, off the truck, raised it up, and assisted people down. I managed to Oh, that so I don't know how hard that's going to be to hear in your car or whatever, but he's saying that they're throwing babies out the window and they was catching them, unlike Aguilar. (laughs) Man, I've I've seen some hate for Aguilar on Eagles Twitter the last few days. I want to say that Aguilar is being a good sport about it. He too. is. He, he is. He bought him tickets to the game and all right. that. And right. you know, like realistically, man, like that dude is probably now a Nelson Aguilar fan after mm-hmm. that. So, oh um, well, for sure. I mean, it's right. what players do on the field and how. Like it's like being me being a Golden Tate fan. Like he he left the team and all that stuff. Like players can let you down, and you can still be fans of them. Right, and realistically, Aguilar, yeah, he dropped a few passes, but he had a really nice day, and they were in that game. That J.J. or Sega Whiteside drop is what ultimately finished him off. Thank God. Yeah. Don't talk to me about that. What? I, I'm an Arcega fan. Oh, okay. I'm a huge oh. Arcega fan. Yeah. So you would take uh, a completion by him over a Lions victory? Uh, no, but, but I would, I would have preferred if he caught that and then, you know, went through an interception or something like that. Mm, yeah. um, I, I, don't, I don't, regardless of whether they're playing against the lines or not, I don't like to see players that I like fail. Yeah. I was in a tough spot rooting for Darren Sproles to do something. Mm. Uh, cause I hedged my bet and started him cause I figured that if I didn't, the Lions would lose based off of like 10 Darren Sproles touchdowns. You guys are so superstitious when it comes to this stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, play with, it's play with your brain, not your heart. But uh, Wild Spicy. Yeah. He, yeah. He was not pleased. Yeah. I, I sent him a, yeah. a meme after the, uh, the kid holding Kool-Aid mm. looking like and then looking away. Yeah. So that was not great for um, the Eagles, but whatever. So here's a question. If, um, what's his face? Deshaun Jackson doesn't go this week. Do we start Aguilar again? No, I don't think you ever start Aguilar. I did last week. I don't know. I don't think it's good business. So. It worked out fine. I know. And sometimes bad business works out. You get lucky every once in a while, but Aguilar saved you with a touchdown. The rest of his game was not that great. I believe he had two touchdowns. Let me look. Uh, Let me have a look. See. Yeah, take a look. I think it was just the one. Um, 
because I think he was having a rough time all game. He also had the fumble. Uh, yeah, he lost the but, fumble. Uh, okay, I got it here. If I can get this fucking thing to scroll. Um, all right, so 12 targets, 8 catches, 50 receiving yards, 2 receiving touchdowns, 1 fumble lost. Huh. He did have to. All right. Yeah. I honestly don't ever feel comfortable starting Nelson Aguilar, regardless of the situation. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, a lot, he's not great. Yeah. Also, like, regardless of how he did last week, the first half for Aguilar was not great. And then what happened was, was in the second half, the Lions switched their defensive strategy to pulling, uh, going to uh, three down linemen and double teaming Ertz, who was their only other weapon. So once they started double teaming Ertz, then the ball had to be funneled to Aguilar. Right. So my thinking with this was there was no Deshaun Jackson. There was no Alshon Jeffries. Someone needs to catch passes. I figured it'd be. Yeah. Okay. But it was also Aguilar. (laughs) Right. But it wasn't Aguilar until they started double teaming Ertz. But it was still Aguilar. Okay, in the second half. So I guess my point is, is that if you go into next week, assuming that they're going to double team Ertz, which double teaming a tight end is a very rare defensive move. Mm-hmm. If you think that's, if you're gambling on that, I think that's a bad gamble because the odds of them double teaming Ertz for the whole game next week and forcing the ball to go to Aguilar, I don't think is very good. You well, mean well, double teaming their best receiver? You don't generally double team tight ends. Right, but if it, you put up the game film that it worked. We're, Why wouldn't you continue? Yeah, we're looking too far into this thing. They yeah. they were down a bunch of bodies. Aguilar was going to get a ton of targets. He got 12 targets. That's why but I played him. He didn't get a ton of targets in the first half. That does, but he still got 12 targets. Talking full game. Yeah. We're, okay, do, we're we, do we play fantasy we're, for just the first half or do we play the whole game? No, no. But what I'm saying is, is this that is the, the Lions, dumbest argument I've ever the heard. The Lions made a very unique adjustment in the second half that most teams are not going to replicate. Okay. And so but, if you're counting on another team. So what you mean is the Lions are cutting edge and we're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> No, I think, of the Lions, I think the Lions made a strange adjustment in the second half and went with three down linemen that provided no pressure against Wentz, and they sacrificed that to double team Ertz because he was shredding them in the first half. So if you are counting on the next team doing that, then, yeah, you start Aguilar. If you're not, then I don't think you start Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking that far into it. I'm looking at who's injured and who's available. I smell a bet. And there's no bet that Jeff Jeffrey's coming back. Goddard's coming back. I'm not going to play Aguilar next week. Oh, they didn't have these guys or Goddard. I don't know if he played, if he did, he was iffy. So he that's why, play. that's why I played he, Aguilar. Yeah. He was the one that dropped the touchdown pass. Right. Mm. It was just lack of bodies. That's why I played him. That's it. Mm. That's, that's all it was. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed this, uh, debate. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, so last piece of news. Uh, did you guys watch the Monday night game? Yes. Did you guys watch Tariq Cohen's Facebook live stream afterwards? No, but no, we know no. you did. <laughs> we know you did, and we know you screenshotted it. <laughs> no, I actually, I didn't, but I saw that uh, Kyle Long was trending this morning, and I was mm. like, what the hell is that about? And I clicked on it, and it's a video of Tariq Cohen Facebook Live in the locker room after the game, and Kyle Long is butt-ass naked behind him with his schlong just bouncing all over the place. 
So yes, I did screenshot. <laughs> and there, there it is. <laughs> I, I feel like you should make that your profile image. Uh, I'd probably get uh, tossed uh, off Twitter for that. Yeah, you think I, so? With all the porn get, bots out there, you might get sued by Kyle. Lunch. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, he's that, coming at you for everything you're worth. Well, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. that that picture is going in my secure folder, though. <laughs> the spank <Jesus>. bank. <laughs> <laughs> so this this happened not last year, but a couple years ago. Remember, wasn't this with like the Bengals did this? I don't remember. Because something, I remember something similar like mm-hmm. this happened. It was, um, you would remember that. Yeah, no, it was the guy, uh, the corner Pac Man, Pac Man Jones. Open up the secure folder. Still got it in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a newer phone. I wouldn't have that. <laughs> um, but no, this, this happens. Like these guys that go live in the locker rooms, like it's an NFL locker room. What are you expecting? Like, I don't get it. I mean, Good on them to be comfortable enough to just. I don't think Kyle. I don't think Kyle Long knew he was being broadcasted to like four hundred thousand people though. Well, he sure does now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody check to see if he uh... said anything? I wonder if it's on Pornhub. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely not on Pornhub. Why would I mean? I feel like that would be something to grab. Okay, he is. He's on here. He's verified. Let me check. Um, nope. Last tweet was a day ago and it's about Mariano Rivera. Well, all right. Yeah, nothing. Huh. You should tweet it at him. Yeah. No, I think he knows. I think he knows. Um, all right. How did, uh, everyone do this week? Uh, nine of 11. That was, this was easily my best week so far this, uh, this year. And it was, um, it wasn't just like, winning or sorry nine out of 11 yeah it wasn't just winning nine out of 11 games it was also that like the i won pretty substantially i made the right calls on the starts and sits and i felt pretty good about it cool i uh i got seven uh wins five losses uh i did not get eliminated and i've got uh i think three teams that are undefeated nice uh, so so week four and four in college, two and three in sleeper, five and three in Yahoo, two and two in Dynasty. Lost thirteen dollars in FanDuel, which was unfortunate. Calvin Ridley fucked me. Um, uh, we are crushing in the podcast wars, though. Um, IDP guys on both sides, uh, Dynasty Digest, mm-hmm. and on the IDP side, uh, we're we're up there. Nice. So that's good. There it is. Yeah. All right, now it's the part of the show where we put together, uh, pair together two sets of defenders, one set of offensive players. We talk about them compared to the other. Gesundheit. Thank you. Uh, and we choose who we would pick over the other and put it in a tweet, send it out, and uh, then discuss it the week later. So let's talk about last week's gut checks. Um, pair of linebackers, Washington's Cole Holcomb versus Jacksonville's Quincy Williams uh, with 165 votes, 62% Quincy Williams. Yeah, and that's the right call. Cole Holcomb um, absolutely just got annihilated this week. He's down to 47% of snaps. Hmm. It's not great. Gotcha. 
pair of defensive ends. Cincinnati's Sam Hubbard versus New Orleans Saints' Trey Hendrickson, which I actually got him off the waiver wire, and it helped me win my replacements league. Uh, Trey Hendrickson? Yeah. Uh, I think he only had three tackles this week, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm anyway. not sure, but uh, got him somewhere, and it was good. Uh, 176 votes, 82% went Sam Hubbard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Hubbard has been basically like the best IDP waiver wire person this year so far. Yeah. Easily. I, uh, I draft him in a lot of places. Um, and actually I'm going to take the L on him, uh, in my college evaluation of him. Cause I didn't really like him that much. Um, but I draft him in a lot of places cause I had a lot of Dunlap and Carl Lawson cause mm. they're all both pretty cheap and they, when playing are pretty productive. Um, so then it was kind of a rotation between those three. So I picked up Hubbard a lot too, just to make sure that I had the two starters there. Yeah. Nice. Alrighty. A pair of running backs, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones versus Baltimore's Mark Ingram with 105 votes, 66% Aaron Jones. Interesting. I think I want Aaron Jones and it's looking like the wrong call. I mean, this week, who knows, season. Um, yeah, Ingram had a massive fucking week. Holy shit. Ingram, I think, is RB2 right now. Yeah. It's like, it's definitely top five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. So this week's, we're going to we're gonna test. We're going to put a little tester out there. We're going to test the product. Mm. Um, so the Shaq Barrett hype is off the goddamn charts. So we're going to put him up against what should be the best edge guy um, that there is, or the best outside the- linebacker that there is. Right? This isn't going to be close. I'm calling it now. It's not going to be close. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've seen. <laughs> so this is why we're doing it. We're, we want to see just how crazy the hype is, right? So Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on pace for 43 sacks this year. Has 12 solo tackles, two assists, eight sacks. No pass defense, no picks, two forced fumbles. And we're going to put him up against Khalil Mack. Uh, who this year only has nine solo tackles, no assists, three sacks, one pass defense, zero picks, and three forced fumbles. And uh, I I want Khalil Mack, obviously, but I feel like people are going to take Shaq Barrett. What do you guys think? I would be shocked if people took Shaq Barrett. Uh, we actually have a bet on this going, so we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, so what's the bet? I, I think I missed that part. If Shaq, what, 20% he's got to clear? Yeah, he's got to hit 20% or higher, and then whoever loses uh, has to buy the other one a t-shirt. Right. Mm, gotcha. That's bad. Because my booty can't take any more bets this year. <laughs> so Sony, Michelle, and Lockett got me, got me in You're trouble. You're welcome. Oh. You're going to be yeah. cleaned out. I know. I know. You'll be able to eat off of that. Uh, <laughs> be, ready to, be ready to shoot Christ. anal porn after that. This is my nightmare. This is why we have a disclaimer. Whatever. <laughs> so, so Nate will answer here when he stops laughing. <laughs> Slash dying. Oh my God. Well, I'm going Khalil Mack here. Yeah. Okay. So we all want Khalil Mack. Um, all right. Let me ask though. So what if it was TJ Watt? Would you still say Shaq Barrett or uh, TJ Watt rather? Yeah. I'm taking the talent. Uh, Shaq Barrett is in a really interesting role right now. He's been very productive in it, but I don't think he's 
the elite player that he's playing like. And I think that after this performance through three weeks, people aren't going to let him do this anymore. Mm. Yeah, I think he's going to come crashing back down to earth. There's, it's not sustainable. It's, oh, you it's, don't it's think like 43 not. sacks? No. no he's not going to make 43? Have, no fucking way. I have way. a lot of Shaquille Barrett, actually. Um, because before the season, I was kind of like probing around, talking to people like, what do you think Shaquille Barrett's going to do over in Tampa? And people are like, oh, I think he's going to be pretty successful. So all these leagues, they're sack-heavy scoring. Uh, they make outside linebackers uh, in three, four systems actually valuable. Like mm. He was a late-round pick for me everywhere. So I have him everywhere. But like, I'm not a believer in what he's doing right now. Yeah, me either. Same thing with Whitney Merciless. It's 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 bullshit. Both of them. Yeah, I I think <laughs> I think Merciless has performed well in a lot of different places though. Um, but yeah, like obviously he's not on pace for twenty seven sacks. Basically, anybody that has sacks in the first couple of weeks are on pace for insane numbers of sacks, and they're not going to keep that up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you're not you're not expecting them to stay on pace for that, but you definitely are seeing that like Barrett and Merciless are in a position where they can produce. And so while you're not expecting them to produce as, you know, a top 12 linebacker the rest of the way, you have an understanding that they definitely are capable of having big weeks and they're worth having, you know? Yeah. And, and I think if you've got a league like we, the leagues we want to do, but we're having trouble with these sites are the inside outside linebacker right, leagues. Right. And the type, this is like the perfect guy for that type of league. You know what I mean? Like this is ideal. Well, I mean, in our, uh, in our DFD IDP guys one, like that's scored pretty sack heavy. Yeah. And so like guys like Khalil Mack and TJ Watt, like those guys are top linebackers. Like they fit there and that's how the scoring was designed is so that the best players put up the best points. And so Barrett's been cleaning it up out there on my bench. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Uh, But like, I don't know. I think there's still a difference though, between scoring sacks high. Right. And actually having having that position interior and outside linebackers scoring sacks high still means that you're really seriously rolling the dice when these guys do nothing like they're going to do. It it just benefits the, the the dice roll like you said like right right so let's say there's a week where all of these guys don't get a sack so then they're worth less than all of the other guys who get tackles right well and i guess like the thing there is that you can score them on uh on qb hits and stuff too Mm -hmm. so yeah oh for sure yeah yeah you may not get a sack but you know, if you're generating pressure and you hit the quarterback three times and you have three tackles, like, you know, maybe you end up with six to 10 points somewhere in there. And, right. Sure. You know, you got a pass down at the line and suddenly like, it's a decent yeah, game. eight points. It's not yeah. great, but it's like, it's worth it to have that eight point game when you have a couple of weeks where you end up with like 25. You right. Know? So, so in these leagues, like the scoring you have set up, Sean, like where it's the, the massive big play scoring, what I, what I like to do is if I can get a, like my ideal defense, I'll have a slot or two that I save for a guy like this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like everything else will be consistent, solid, productive guys. And, and then, then you have your home run. Right, yeah, right. right. Boom bus guys. Yeah, the guy that can fucking save your ass. But if he screws up, you still are good everywhere else. Right. So you're fine. You and I are both 3-0 and in that one, right? Uh, The sleeper one? 
Yeah. Yeah. DFDI. Uh, yes. Yes, we are. Mm. We got to come up with a better name for that. Nobody submitted anything. I think <laughs> you, you submitted a bunch of like names for it, but it was all just about butts. Most likely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, also, I've, I've got the show notes here. John, look at the screen real quick. Oh, yeah. There's a dong up there. <laughs> nice. Um, Jesus. All right. So that's the biggest gut check this week is the, the testing the Shaq Barrett waters. Uh, all right. On a lesser note. Um, so there are a couple more waiver wire darlings, uh, Christian Kirksey gone to IR, which sucks. I don't think we actually covered that in notes, but, uh, well, there you go. RIP Christian <laughs> Kirksey. <laughs> Good. I, I think that also missed your, uh, article. Someone mentioned. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. Well, it happened at a weird time of the week. Um, it was Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not paying attention to that. I'm watching college football. Right. Um, it is what it is. Anyway, so Mac Wilson has taken over that spot. He is playing 100% of snaps, so playing time is not an issue. In his first game, he had five, oh, excuse me, um, in the three games this year total, he's only started one. He has five solo tackles, four assists, no sacks, no picks, no interceptions, uh, no, excuse me, no pass defense, and uh, no forced fumbles. And uh, I figured let's put him up against Devil Hewitt because that's the other guy that people kind of know about as a good waiver wire person. I was going to go Cole Holcomb, but his snaps have dropped to like nothing. So Neville Hewitt has also played three games this year. He has 12 solo tackles, nine assists, two sacks, two pass defense, one pick, zero force fumbles. And as much as that Christian Kirksey role has been productive in the past, give me Neville Hewitt just because the offense is miles worse and he'll be on the field a lot more. What do you guys think? So I'm, did not like Mac Wilson's college tape. Um, but the thing I will say for him is that he has excellent ball skills. That was always like the big draw for him. Um, the concern I had with him was that he had excellent ball skills, but wasn't a great athlete and didn't really seem to have the best instincts either, but that could play to his advantage for IDP where they may be, targeting his area more often because he's not a great athlete, but he also has good ball skills. So he could end up being productive in that role, especially since he's got that Christian Kirksey role. And I don't know. I just, as much as I don't really like Mac Wilson, I think that he could be like a one year IDP, like standout waiver wire pickup. Mm -hmm. I mean, you should definitely grab him if you need linebacker help. There's no doubt about that. Oh, who are you taking though? If you got to take one, Mac Wilson. Okay. Ooh, Nate. Split decision. I got to be the. I go Neville Hewitt here. Yeah, you usually just go with whoever John says. Yeah, he's the <laughs> smart one of the three. Oh, I fucking, I fucking get it. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, at least John writes. Freed nerves tonight. Oh, God uh, damn it! Not this again. All right. So last one. This is so. This is just similar situations, right? These guys are both short-term fill-ins, quote-unquote, unless, um, you know, Cam Newton really does suck and doesn't get his job back, which I guess could happen. We'll see. Ooh. So first one is Kyle Allen, who uh, we're just using week three stats only for these guys, right? Um, so Kyle Allen played his first game this week. He had 19 completions, 261 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, was sacked twice, had a minus one-yard rush, and had one fumble lost. And Teddy Bridgewater, also short-term fill-in, played this week, had 19 completions, 177 yards, two passing touchdowns, 
no interceptions, 12 yards rushing, no fumbles lost. I really don't know. Um, I'm open to suggestions. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, give me Kyle Allen. I think that the fact that Bridgewater did what he did with the weapons that he has is very, um, discouraging. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. His intended air yards, according to next gen stats is 3.3. So he's the ball is traveling 3.3 yards in the air past the line of scrimmage. Like that is the lowest in the league. Uh, And the next closest is 4.7 Joe Flacco. So it's like not even remotely close. How pathetic that is. You know what? It Um, it reminds me of Minnesota um, fucking Bridgewater. Remember, remember that year he played. Yeah. That's, that's always how he's been. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's accurate. Like the thing is, is I don't think he's a good quarterback, but he's somebody that like, He's a nice guy, so you root for him. And it's like, yeah, I would, I want, like, as much as I hated the Vikings, like, I want Bridgewater to succeed, but, like, I just don't think he's all that good. But for comparison's sake, uh, air yards for Kyle Allen. Let's see here. Uh, Kyle Allen was at, he was like up there. It was at 9.2. So for comparison's sake, Aaron Rodgers was 9.5. Josh Allen was 9.6. So he was getting the ball down the field. He was efficient with it. He played well. He opened up the offense. I think that uh, he doesn't have as good weapons uh, just because he's missing Michael Thomas, obviously. But Mm -hmm. uh, McCaffrey and Kamara, I think, are on par. And I think he did a really good job with what he had. Yeah. They've they've definitely altered that New Orleans offense quite a bit um, for Bridgewater. It was interesting that game plan against Seattle. Did you watch any of that game? Uh, no, I didn't get to watch that one. It was it was smart the way they did it. It was just dink and dunk and keep it short and accurate and quick and just have Kamara just death by a thousand cuts them until it's the game's over. Own time of possession and play good defense and don't make mistakes and it worked to the T. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. that's absolutely fantastic, but like it's not great for fantasy. Oh yeah, yeah, no so, doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Kyle Allen with the assumption that Breeze and Newton are out for the same exact amount of time. Newton mm-hmm. comes back, and you're only playing these guys for a couple of games. Right. Mm. So I, mean, I think I'm I think I'm taking Allen either way, but yeah. So when I saw these questions, I did similar to what Sean did, and I looked up you know the PFF rankings and the next gen stats and when it comes to the backup quarterback coming in uh for an injured player i'm going gardner Minshew. okie dokie you can't <laughs> i'll allow it because it's gardner Minshew. I'll allow it. <laughs> and because i just spent 30 dollars on a t-shirt so nice yep all righty let's uh let's answer some listener questions. Uh, so there's a few ways that you can uh, get your question to us. Uh, the one way we really enjoy is if you leave a voicemail, 313-986-1473. Um, that goes to our, our line and you can leave a voicemail. We'll get it on the show and answer, answer your question. The um, drunker, funnier it is, uh, the more likely it is to get on the show. Um, 
Also, you can tweet at us at IDP guys. Uh, you can go on the website, idpguys.org and submit a question. But also, uh, if you are a subscriber and in our subscriber chat, you can uh, talk directly to us, get questions answered all the time by us and the rest of the uh, staff. Um, and the two questions we got are coming from um, subscribers through the chat. The first one here from Tony. Thoughts on Minka Fitzpatrick rest of season now that he's on the Steelers? Uh, so I've been thinking about this. Let me go real quick. So he's... So they've in, in NFL G sis, they've got them both listed as strong side safeties, but I, I don't think that's right. I think Minka's playing more like a free safety role. That's what I've seen everywhere else. Uh, I feel like his production is going to be similar to a guy like Justin Simmons, where he's going to have some really big weeks, but it's going to be mostly big play kind of dependent, um, which is unfortunate. But uh, it looks like Terrell Edmonds is really cemented as the tackle guy, as the in-the-box guy there, and that, that didn't change last week. So Fitzpatrick, I think, will have a Justin Simmons-like rest of the season. That's the best answer I can give to that. Uh, I'm a little more optimistic there because I think that he he produced well last week, and I think that the offense is going to be terrible in Pittsburgh um, and mm. they're just going to be like teams are going to be running the ball against them over and over again. I think they're not going to be able to sustain drives on offense. So they're just going to have the ball run at them over and over and over again. And I think he's going to have plenty of tackle opportunities. Yeah. He had a good first week in Pittsburgh. Um, he had a pick though. So that helped. Mm. Yeah. All right. The second question here from Jordan backs out of the subscriber chat. Our league went from tackle base to big play scoring this year. Wondering if you guys approach it differently from start sits across all positions, but specifically the defensive flex spots. I'm starting linebackers in the flex spots currently, then getting eight tackles for eight points is equivalent to someone getting one sack for eight points. Let me know if you need more clarification. Thank you. Mm. So we kind of discussed this one already. Yeah, right. Um, but like, so Johnny, you kind of gave your take on it. Yeah. Um, in leagues like this, I still want my flex to be linebackers, um, to be like inside linebackers. I understand like the value of the outside linebackers that, um, that can like put up sacks and all that stuff. However, um, I'm spending big on defensive line and I am, have no bias against outside linebackers in the linebacker position. So like basically by the time I get down to my flex though, what I'm trying to do is fill it in with guys that can cons- create a consistent base. Um, so you spend big on your defensive line to try and get those home run players with the sacks. Cause that's sacks are where you're getting your points from the D line. And then when you're looking at the linebackers, you can mix it up however you want between the uh, sack dependent, tackle dependent guys. And then the flex is where I'm kind of like, okay, so we're down to the place where basically your outside linebackers are not the top tier sack outside linebackers. So you're looking to get the guys that get the tackles and are going to get you points every week because the worst thing you can do is put up a dud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it depends on matchup too. Sometimes like if, if you if it's a close close matchup and you guys are projected, you just know it's going to be close. I wouldn't fuck around with uh, trying to go 
with a sack dependent guy, I would just get the consistent points like Sean is saying. Mm-hmm. But if you're massively <laughs> down or doesn't look like you have a shot and you need a home run, why the hell not? You know, mm-hmm. throw it out, do something like that. Or also same if you're like going to blow this guy away and it's not going to hurt you to do something like this. Fuck it. Go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the other thing too, though, is when you're approaching like not just the flex, but the linebacker positions, like, if you're taking like a, like a Khalil Mack, TJ Watt, and then I'm trying to think of like a third tier outside linebacker player. Um, Ryan Kerrigan. Sure. Ryan Kerrigan. If you start all three of those, like you got to figure at least one of them is going to have a big day, mm-hmm. you know, like every once in a while they'll let you down, but you figure like one of them is going to probably have a big day. And as long as one of them has a big day, you're, you're making up for all the lack of tackles. Right. But that's and, kind of like betting on all the horses at the race. Like one of them is going to win. Yeah, but if, you, if you can, right. But if you can win by betting on all the horses at the race, then you do that, you know? Right. What I'm, what I'm saying is you get the one guy who gets the sack, gets the big points, but it's the equivalent to just having three consistent guys. Right. Absolutely. But then you're not taking into account the fact that you could have two or three of them go off or you could have a day where like Khalil Mack has three sacks, you know, and like that's what you're paying for is like you're minimizing your risk by having three guys that can have sacks in the game that'll basically make up for the lack of tackles. And then the other two guys, if they hit big, then it's a bonus, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely changed my tune a little bit on the uh, outside linebacker thing. I um, just wish like Yahoo MFL just had an edge spot. Yeah, right. Because that, think that of would it, be the best. Yeah, you know, if, if they separated them out, so like, right, um, you didn't have to worry about that in your linebacker slot, and you didn't have to worry about like consistency in your uh, edge spot. Like, it would be like a defensive end, basically. Yeah. Or if they just made de uh edge right or add allowed add the designation yeah added the designation yeah it'll get there it'll get there still the wild west yep all righty So now for Johnny's favorite segment, um, steak or salad? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Kyle Long's meat again. Mm. I mean, we are, because that's your steak, obviously. <laughs> obviously <laughs> Absolutely. No, it definitely right, round is. Round two, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Three, because I put it up Why don't you guys board. go first? I wanna, I wanna, I assume I'll go we're going to hear about the Lions here, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you my steak and my salad all at once. Mm. The Lions are undefeated and on to Kansas City. Yeah, how do you guys think that's going to go? That was absolutely going to be mine, and I'm so upset with you. (laughs) That's why I went. (laughs) Oh, man. I am so just like 0% chance we beat. Dude, do you know the line for Kansas City is six and a half? Yeah, I do. Okay. Because that's your Johnny the Greek, isn't it? It is. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, I would be. If 
if we lose by six and a half, I'll feel really good about this line state. Right. That's where I'm at. It's going to be like 17. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, can I just exactly point something out? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carlos Maneras said, don't discount. Don't no, no, no. Don't say, anything. don't say anything from that dude. No, but this is what, this is what got me. I actually read one of his articles. He said, oh don't God, count out the lions against Kansas city. Why? Because you he's guys beat the saying, Patriots he's last just year. Saying that so they can trash him afterward. Probably he did trash Stafford during the article. He was like he talking out the side of his mouth. That's all he does. So this is why we don't say anything that he says. Anyway. He basically said the Lions won against the Eagles in spite of Matthew Stafford. Oh wow! Yeah, well, exciting. He doesn't know football and all he's there to do is trash people, which is why I did not want his name or his words spoken on this podcast because that man is human garbage. I don't so know, maybe in editing, change it to like Eschmeinscheiser or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> let's bleep it all out. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so you took mine. So uh, steak and salad, uh, Matthew Stafford looking good. Um, the box score doesn't show it. The PFF grades do. And typically, uh, Pretty skeptical of PFF grades, but I definitely agreed with this one. I thought he walked away having a really good game. Um, Saquon Barkley going down his salad. I, that's horrible. And yeah. it's bad for the NFL, to be honest. Like, he's one of the most exciting players in the NFL. It's really good for everybody. The highlights are always good, and it, it makes the Giants fun to watch. Mm. And that's just, I don't know. That sucks. So, Sean, I got uh, a question for you. Uh, with the Lions game, how did you, did you watch it live? Yeah. How did you watch it? Uh, TV, like, were you working or anything? I mean, I could tell you, but the FBI might come for me for illegally streaming it on Reddit. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. How um, exciting was that to you as far as, like, just being on the edge of your seat? That game? Yes. Like, yeah. It, how, it was how tight thrilling. was your butthole? It was thrilling. It was also just like maddening at times. Yeah. Where I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, we should not have given them another chance. We should not have given them another chance. And I don't know. It Parts of the game I loved, parts of it I hated. It's been a mixed bag all year. Uh, I've liked the results. I've not liked the way we got there. So I listened to that on Game Pass. Uh, the Lions Away radio broadcast. Which yeah. amazing, uh, Dan? What's his face? Dan Miller. Dan Miller, uh, one of the best uh, broadcasters in the business, yeah. hands He's down. Great. The way he describes nice everything. Too. Lomas Brown was, I don't know. I, I wish they wouldn't have gotten rid of uh, the other guy there from last two couple yep. years ago. Um, but I'm driving to New York, New York City, for the entirety of that game nearly crashed the car multiple times, just either celebrating or crying. Like, and the whole time I was just like, we're going to lose this. And somehow we didn't, I don't know. Mm. It was yeah. exciting. I was, uh, I was sitting at the bar watching on my phone while I was watching the uh, Vikings game on the TV. And uh, like, everyone's looking over me. They're like, you okay? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> and, uh, so then after the Vikings game ended, the Lions game came on the TV yeah. And they were like going to switch the channel. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is not over. They are going to get another chance here. We are not turning this off because yeah. this game is not ending yet. So, mm. yeah, I know it's, it's crazy playing a real team. How was the Cowboys game? Uh, the first half wasn't great, but then uh, we woke up, so it was fine. And 
because you were playing a JV team. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Win's a win. It is. I'll take it. Let's bring us same bell wounds. Wasn't pretty, but take it. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Uh, all right. So my stake was the Cowboys' second half against Miami, including Tony Pollard. Got uh, a couple drives and broke 100 yards and a touchdown. So that was cool. Um, Frank Clark <clears throat> and J.J. Watt wake up. That's also my stake. And Keanu Neal out for the season. Salad. Super salad. Super salad. So what do you think about that with Keanu Neal out for the rest of the season? <clears throat> now this is two years in a row that he's basically <clears throat> missing. Are you, Do you have any faith for next year? Do you think they try, they replace him? Um, I'm not taking him next year. I'm done. Yeah. I'll take him next year. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's like a legitimate deal, I'm I'm all set. Dude, this I mean, well, is Keenan Allen. Last this is pick Keenan of a Allen redraft. All over again. Yeah. yeah. They're different injuries, right? Yeah, it's an Achilles though. I mean come Okay. On. This this is Keenan Allen all over again. I don't know. The, a lot of people don't come back right from an Achilles, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Alrighty, so let's uh, go through our week in review. This is where we pick uh, a player that went over expectations, met expectations, and was under expectations, and uh, and just talk about how they did. So, uh, mm-hmm. Johnny, you want to kick it off with over? Sure. Uh, Dante Jackson went crazy um, for the Panthers. Uh, Jamal Adams had a really nice game with that pick against the Patriots, and KJ Wright. Also overproduced. Uh, my over Keenan Allen. Um, obviously, expect him to do good things, but he was like forty-four points in PPR. That's nuts. Uh, McCoy, eight carries, fifty-four yards, touchdown. Another three receptions, twenty-six yards, and a touchdown. Uh, that's great, but I'm not expecting two touchdowns and uh, I don't know eighty yards out of him every single week. Yeah. Yep. Frank Gore too. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So uh, my over this week is Mario Addison with three sacks, which in the league that um, I was looking at also counted tackles and tackle for a loss for that. So it was just a, a lot of points. Mm. Um, and considering what he's been doing um, this year up to this point, I don't think this is waking up. This is like taking a shot of steroids mm. and going out there and playing buck naked. So, uh, like Kyle Long. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Longschlong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, met expectations. So, JJ Watt met expectations. Aaron Donald, well, he didn't have a sack, uh, caused all kinds of chaos in that Cleveland game and had enough other stuff to have a good game. Mm. Uh, and Damon Harrison snacks. Mm. Uh, welcome to the season snacks. Nice. Yeah. Nice to have you on board. Finally. Hey, did you look at his, um, <laughs> I, I haven't seen his snap count yet. Oh, I, I'm curious to know how that I can check out. it right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can keep going. Yep. While you do that. Um, Sean, are, are you fapping right now? No, I'm, uh, I'm trying to look at this right now. I, I wrote down the stat line, but I didn't write down the player's name, and I cannot for the life of me remember who my meta expectations was. Uh, but then we got Joe Mixon uh, on the other side, who is 15 for 61, 2 for 34, and a touchdown. Um, that's a lot more in line with what I was expecting, and uh, I don't know. It's good to see him bounce back. I cannot figure out who t- 
10 for 12 for 59 yards or 10 of 12 for 59 yards. Is, but um, Cole yeah. Beasley, maybe Peyton Barber. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. So how did that uh, Peyton Barber bet from the uh, Sunday live ended up? Uh, went well for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I saw pictures of Oklahoma. Doug, did he literally shoot a crow? And then he might have actually shot a crow and eaten it. He might have actually eaten a crow. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. He, he shot the picture. There's no video footage, but uh, but there's a, there's a picture of a dead crow on our Slack chat right now, and I don't yeah. know what to think about. And it, it looked like the beak <laughs> ripped out or something. Like I don't know how. I'd imagine he just kind of like grabs it by the eyes and rips out the spine and just sucks the soul out of the crow. This is yeah. how Oklahoma Doug gets his energy. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> wow. Uh, 50% snaps for snacks, by the way. It's not bad. I mean, it's well, Mike not... Daniels went out. Oh, yeah. So he might have. even worse. Yeah, which is bad. For football-related reasons, I'm not sure so much in fantasy. Yeah. What, what kind of injury was it? Let me see if I can find it. Daniels. That's a good question. So while you do that, I'm going to go with my Met, which is Bobby Wagner, who in spite of having 14 tackle assists and four tackles, um, he d- you know did well because that's at least half a tackle points. Okay. So he met his expectations of scoring. Wish those were full tackles because then it would have been a monster game mm. instead of assists. I wonder if it has to do with the... Um, Stack crew. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Daniels was spotted in a walking boot. So that's, Ooh. that's not good. No, not great. Yeah. Uh, so my under, I got, uh, Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown, two Ravens pass catchers. They did not do what I was expecting against the chiefs. I really thought that they were going to feast with, uh, Mahomes just theoretically going off on them. And those mm. guys just, having to throw the ball the entire time and you know, Andrews seven targets, Marquise Brown nine, but uh very inefficient with that three receptions for Andrews, two for Marquise Brown, uh, and then combined for under 65 yards. So uh, that's bad. Cause I have a lot of both of them. Yeah. And that was an ideal matchup for them to go off. Yeah. It really was. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I haven't, that's one that I'm, trying to watch tomorrow morning on game pass. Uh, Cause just judging by those stat lines, it looks like Lamar just didn't have a good game. Yeah. Hey Sean, can you do me a favor and pull your mic boom down? Cause it is above your, thank you. <laughs> I tried texting you, but apparently that didn't work. It's on do not disturb so that I don't lose the feed. There you uh, go. Perfect. So under produce this week, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, it was a serviceable game, but it's not what we're looking for. Same thing with, Leighton Vander Eschmeinscheiser. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Um, and Chris Jones also. But I think all three uh, will be fine. You know, it is. it happens. It does. Yeah. Um, so with my under, uh, I went Buda Baker. Uh, mm. He had three tackles, two assists, which um, just, didn't, just didn't do it. Yeah. He needed a, a few more. Uh, Would have been good. But... um. All right. All right. Now it's time for them shotgun waivers. Pew, 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 pew. Who wants to go first? Offensive I'll go defense. first. I just got to pull up 
the pull up the list here. All right. So offensive waivers, Wayne Gallman, we talked about basically if you can get him at a reasonable price, go for it. Nelson Aguilar, you don't need him. If you do, your team is screwed. Darrell Williams actually is kind of an interesting pickup because if McCoy uh, or Damian Williams come back, he's going to be dirt cheap. Re-injury is always uh, possible and also he performed pretty well. So maybe he just cuts into the work. Chris Thompson, definitely a must-add. Adrian Peterson's been really inefficient. Chris Thompson's been running the ball well, catching the ball well, all that. Ronald Jones, uh, I'm into picking up. I'm not a fan of his, but he's playing well right now. Can't argue with that. Philip Dorsett, no thank you. DJ Chark, definitely add him. Um, For whatever reason, uh, he has really good chemistry with Gardner Minshew, and uh, if Minshew keeps playing well, I think Chark will keep playing well. Dawson Knox, uh, if you're weak at tight end, which a lot of teams are, it might be worth a flyer, but I don't usually like counting on rookie tight ends. Taylor Gabriel, uh, wouldn't count on repeat performance. Mitch Trubisky's trash. Justin Jackson's kind of been sitting basically where he played this week for the entire time. He's not really moving upwards, and as long as Austin Eckler's killing it, he's going to keep killing it. Uh, Tony Pollard, interesting pickup. Uh, I... Wouldn't expect any sort of timeshare with Zeke like he had last week. Uh, they basically knew they were going to crush the Dolphins and they played him, but he is an interesting handcuff. Uh, definitely one of the top tier ones. Uh, Jordan Nakins, no thank you. Paul Richardson, no thank you. Jamal Williams, definitely. Uh, they seem pretty committed at splitting the carries over there. Alexander Madison, still one of the top handcuffs in the league. Dalvin Cook has had trouble staying healthy in the past. Madison is good, and their rushing attack is good. Cole Beasley has been productive. Uh, if you're looking for just somebody to fill in on bye weeks, go for it. Uh, you probably don't want to start him on a regular basis. Hayden Hurst, no thank you. Jeff Wilson is probably going to be out of the picture when Tevin Coleman comes back, but he's getting short yardage work, and it's possible that uh, with Coleman and Brita there, Jeff Wilson still gets the short yards work and he's kind of just a lottery card play. Uh, Matt Collins will be eliminated once Jeffrey uh, and Deshaun Jackson come back. So he's not worth it. Will Disley is now the only tight end over in Seattle. Again, if you need help, go for it. Backup QBs. You shouldn't have one on your redraft rosters and on to defensive waivers. Okay. Um, what about Superflex, though? Are there any backup QBs in particular that you'd want over the others? I mean, Gardner Minshew's already been picked up. Uh, Superflex, you should have what you grab any quarterbacks you can. Superflex, two QB, grab whatever quarterbacks you can. If you have them, good. Yeah. Sounds good. Alrighty. Defensive waivers. We talked about Mac Wilson a little bit earlier. He's got that Christian Kirksey role. So um, the. The opportunity will be there. Shaq Barrett and Whitney Merciless, we both talked about. Um, I'm still not really buying it, though, but knock yourself out. Kamal Ishmael, that's the guy that's looking like he's going to replace Keanu Neal, although they brought in George Ioka and TJ McDonald to try out slash work out today. So it could be one of them. We'll see. Uh, Cole Holcomb's playing time fell to just 47% of snaps this week. That's not ideal. Uh, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith have been just crushing um, as outside linebackers, but they're sack dependent, so be careful there. Darian Thompson, not Kavon Frazier, took over for Xavier Woods, so apologies for that in the article. Um, he's there if you need safety help, but I'm not that interested. 
slash didn't really have a great game slash playing free safety. So not great anyway. Uh, Robert Quinn is back and he had an awesome first game back for the Cowboys, had a sack, bunch of tackles, looked great, played 62% of snaps. Absolutely. If you need defensive line help, Todd Davis is back. He played 98% of snaps, did not do so hot his first week back, but uh, I think it's just rust slash he's not 100% yet. I'd keep plugging. Uh, Oren Burks should be back this week, although I just saw the D on his name, so maybe not. Regardless, if you need linebacker help soon, he's not a bad pickup now. Uh, Anthony Walker is a must-play while Darius Leonard is out. He had like 12 tackles this week, played 100% of snaps. Um, So yeah, if Leonard's out, Walker's in. Uh, Malik Hooker out four to six weeks for the Colts. Kahari Willis will take over. Uh, he, there was rumors that he was going to take Gather's job anyway. So he's in just not for the reason we all thought Kenny Young actually did something this week. He was up to 59% of snaps. I don't know if that's enough to pull the trigger yet, but if you're desperate, go for it. So lions, Jared Davis played 88% of snaps. Uh, Jelani Tavai was down to 36%. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Davis had a pretty good game actually. So I started him. Yeah. That's where I'm going. Um, Zach Brown up to 83% of snaps this week. So things are looking better for him. Uh, Can I say something about Zach Brown quick? Yeah. The uh, the Eagles put eight men in the box against Carrion Johnson more than any other running back uh, had this week. So I would guess that the game plan was just to load the box and stop the run and force Stafford to beat him. I, I don't know if I would have gone with that plan. Yeah, well, that's what they did, and uh, it was Jim Schwartz thinking that he knew what he had to do to stop Stafford. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Zach Brown's snaps come back down next week. Well, he started the year at like 40-something, went up to 70-something last week. He was 83 this week, so I like the progression. uh, I just would guess that it comes back down from 83. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus uh, Camus, whatever, Gruger Hill, Grugier Hill. Uh, is coming back this week or next. So that could hurt Zach Brown as well. Uh, Devin White, if he stays out with the tonsillitis, Kevin Minter stays in, played 91% of snaps this week. Uh, Marcus Golden, looking good for the Giants. He's got the D-line slash LB designation in a bunch of leagues. If you need D-line help, that's where you want to play him. Uh, Denzel Perryman finally looked completely healthy this week. He only played 63% of snaps, but in him coming back, he... Smashed everyone's Kazir White shares. <laughs> Kazir White dropped to twelve percent. Had no stats of any kind, which sucked. Um, yeah, KJ Wright is looking great. Played ninety eight percent of snaps. Michael Kendricks is the hidden gem there. If you need like really deep linebacker help, he's at seventy two percent of snaps. Wow. Um, so before the season, we were saying or slash when Kiko Alonso got there, everyone was saying it's going to be. Alex Anzalone or Kiko Alonso as the second linebacker in New Orleans, right? AJ Klein. It's AJ Klein. Yeah, it's AJ Klein. Uh, 100% of snaps. Um, I don't get it, but get in on the ground floor. (laughs) You know what's funny is AJ Klein, because of the A in his name, is one of the number one auto draft picks. Oh, yeah. When uh, you don't log into Yahoo in an IDP league. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Maybe he got auto-drafted for you. Uh, Mark Barron is still playing 100% of snaps. I don't get it, but if you need help, it's there. Uh, Sean, you'll like this. Taylor Rapp has gone up the third week in a row in snaps to 76%. Let's go. 
And last but not least, and definitely strangest, John Bostic is now at 100% of snaps. Since Cole Holcomb fell, Bostic is up, and Deion Hamilton's still back down. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yeah, I'll take the blame on this one. I picked up Cole Holcomb and played him this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so of course, this is happening. Yeah, that's it. Brought to you by a special partnership with StatementGames.com, a DFS-style game centered around Vegas betting. Join us playing this free game that allows you to rank statements by confidence to win coins. Coins can be exchanged for gift cards, but don't forget to spin the wheel for more free coins each, each day. This season, the IDP guys will be partnering for the Sunday night game contest and giving away free stuff to the tournament winner. Uh, so Johnny, how did you do last Sunday? Uh, I think I actually got fourth, so nice. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and this week we've got, uh, Cowboys and Saints, which actually is going to be an interesting game. Uh, so this week I've got for my top three, uh, Alvin Kamara over 125.5 all purpose yards. I think we saw the new game plan this week with Bridgewater there. It's just the feed the shit out of Kamara, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like force feed him like in that Simpsons episode with a donut machine. Um, they're, they're just going to make him do everything. So I think he easily clears over 125.5 all-purpose yards. I think, I mean, that's like a no-brainer. That that definitely should happen. Uh, number two most confident thing, the nine-pointer, is Dak Prescott over 22.5 completions. I just feel like this isn't going to be one of those games where we just feed Zeke and he runs all over them. That defense is too good. That's not going to happen. They're going to force him to pass. It's going to be kind of a back and forth, uh, air show, I guess. Um, so yeah, I feel pretty confident about that. And then the last one or or the third one, third most confident is Devin Smith plus Amari Cooper over 11 and a half combined receptions. I feel like Cooper himself is going to have, I don't know, eight or nine. So Smith just needs a couple. I, I just feel like that's the way this game's going to go, is there's going to be a lot of kind of short passing um, from the Saints and a lot of passing from the Cowboys. And uh, I feel like it, we actually could get over the over this week, which is 46 and a half. So mm, nice. Hopefully. I mean, all these Sunday, Monday night games so far have been kind of boring. So be- yeah, that's been kind of shitty. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah. Hopefully that, that changes. Uh, we get some good matchups, but so if, if you want to play with us, uh, on statement games, the best way, the way we recommend you to do go to idpguys.org. There's a banner at the top. You click it. Uh, it takes you right into the website and it lets them know that you come from our site and gives us credit. Uh, then just log in. It takes two seconds. They made it really simple to set up an account. You get 60 free coins from coming through us. Um, and you just look for the IDP guys, or um, they've also been, it's the Sunday night game. So look for that matchup um, at the top of the, the lobby screen. And usually it says either IDP guys or Jersey contest. Um, Statement games have been giving away a Jersey the past few weeks. I think they're going to stick with that. They might be going to uh, T-shirts or hats or something 
not 100% sure right now, but uh, they're, they're giving that away um, to the tournament winner. Um, but just get in and play with us. Take John's advice for those top three, um, top three picks. And, um, you know, it, it's a fun game. It's, it's very easy. It's a good compliment it's to free to play too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's free and there's, you know, you can win all kinds of stuff. If you run out of coins, you can spin the wheel every day. You yeah. know, it's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It, it's been something that's gone through, um, our staff. Everyone's playing it on our staff. Uh, and far more than just the contests that we promote, there's many other contests and many other sports too. So it's a it's a great app, great game, and um, a good compliment to your fantasy season. Absolutely. And with the other bets last week, so uh, Miami plus twenty one at Dallas. Um, it actually looked good until like the third quarter when the Cowboys woke up. So got that one wrong. Houston plus three at LA Chargers, like me and Sean said, they didn't end up needing the three. They just blew them away. So this week I've got Chiefs. Uh, what'd you see? Six and a half, Sean. I've got minus seven here on Bovada, but I don't think it really matters, right? Okay. Like, I think it opened at six and a half, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's going to be like 17. So Chiefs minus seven at Detroit, absolutely take that for minus 105. And I'm going Patriots minus seven and a half at Buffalo. I feel like that's. Not that big a spread, um, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because Buffalo's 3-0, and but it's still Tom Brady in the Patriots versus Buffalo. He's beaten Buffalo, like, what, 30 times or something in his career? Has Buffalo ever won? Yeah, they've won three times against him since he's been the starting quarterback of the Patriots. That's, that's crazy. That's it's it. Three times in the last 30 years. It's, it's something like that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. I saw some stat today. They were saying, like, um, Tom Brady has more wins against the Bills than the last, like, three Bills quarterbacks have total in their career. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, go definitely take the uh, the minus 7.5 with a minus 105 pay, and uh, we'll see how those go. And that's that. Mm, Yeah. All right. Well, make sure you're following us on Twitter at IDP guys individually. I'm at Nate cheat. John is at orange man, three, one, four, two. And Sean is at Lanny one, nine, two, five. Also make sure that you are um, like liking us on Facebook, IDP guys trying to uh, build that up as well. Uh, Go to the website to subscribe to the podcast. If you need so need to Um, the sidebar of IDP guys.org is uh, an RSS feed, a iTunes link, Google Play, and Stitcher. Um, For some reason, I just went dyslexic and did all of that backwards uh, than I normally do. Uh, While you're on the site, also subscribe to um, our premium content, a dollar a month, yearly options there as well. Um, We've got great um, rankings for both Redraft right now and dynasty uh there's start sit charts that are updated every week by idp idp dude and joey the tooth um we've got the trade calculator that's uh really helpful as well as uh we've got our subscriber chat so get in there um offensive and defensive adp too offensive and defensive adp yes can't forget about that yeah not a lot of places have it Nope, nope. 
Um, and then finally, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel where we do our streaming for Start Sits on Sunday morning. We put out a lot of uh, shows through there too, video uh, F3. Uh, Sean is one of the hosts for that. Uh, we just started putting out video for Tyler Gee's Vital Fantasy Football Information. There is a Tyrell Williams video up there um, that he did from last week. Make sure you're also following it. Uh, subscribed on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play to um, all of our accompanied podcasts, Vital Fantasy Football Information with Tyler Gee, Rated IDP Live, F3 Pod. Um, we are a growing network, and uh, we have a large staff with a lot of um, different shows and voices out there. So uh, with that... Um any last words, guys? Yeah, I'm going to put a shampoo bottle on my butt and go beat off the Kyle Long's beat. Follow Tony Johns. <laughs> <laughs>